Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is the upper tier, and this is your Premier League preview match week 28. Joining me as always on these, the Dazzler Mystic Mac himself. How are we doing, Darren? All good in the hood. All good in the hood, pal. Good, good. I'm feeling a little under the weather, feeling a little bit pale and a little bit fluey and all, but still testing negative, and that's the main thing. But should we get into these matches anyway? So starting off, lunchtime on Saturday, Leicester City versus Leeds. Yeah, that's going to be a baptism of fire for old Jesse Marsh, isn't it? Um, I suppose Leicester really hit form there against Bournemouth, didn't he? Looked much better than they have in weeks. Tidy at the back, control the midfield, and getting Vardy and Madison on together at the end was was huge for them, you know? Yeah. Um, I think Vardy's been a big miss, hasn't he? Absolutely, yeah. You know, like I know you talk about the defensive side of things for Leicester and stuff, but if you're a guy like Brendan Rogers, defense starts from in the attacking area of the pitch, you know, and I mean, you don't have Vardy that's you know hunting guys down and hassling and harrying. The ball can get through that midfield a bit too, or to the midfield a bit too quickly, and they can start kind of you know picking you apart. So I'd say he's going to be delighted if he can get him back uh, and get him starting the weekend. Leeds, you know, it's it's hard to know what we're going to see. Obviously, after Bielsa's exit. Um, how much time has Marsh had to, you know, kind of stamp his authority and his style on things? Um, it would be interesting to see how they look. Do they look more solid, obviously? Because if if you're my money, for my money, I have to say, you know, if you want to keep Leeds in the Premier League, you're going to have to start shoring things up a little bit at the back. That might mean you don't create as many chances, but listen, you can't just keep going, going and conceding goals the way they are at the minute. Um, yeah, especially against an attacking side like Leicester as well. Low, like, you know, the, the boy Harvey Barnes, you've got Vardy, Madison, Tillemans, Daka. Like, there's goals from everywhere in that Leicester side. I'd say there's as much goals in that Leicester side coming from all angles as there is in any other team in the league, you know. Yeah. And they can all score goals. You see the boy Ricardo Pereira picks up a few and, you know, they all they all chip in with goals, which is which is obviously great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll, be an in, it'll be interesting to see, I suppose, Tentatively, I'll go with Leicester just on the basis that you know they've Madison and Vardy back and they've um, they've just rolled Burnley over away. It's going to be a very similar game to the Burnley game, I would imagine. You know that kind of a sluggish game on a tough pitch, and you know. Don't know Leicester at home. You would expect them to come out and play a bit of football, wouldn't you? Oh, Leicester at home. Sorry, yeah, Leicester, Leicester at home. Yeah, no, Leeds are away. Leeds are away. Okay, okay. Oh, well, Leicester at home. Then I definitely expect Leicester to. To deal with, you know, um, got their fans in the stadium. There's a decent pitch there uh, at Leicester, you know. Now you'd have to go Leicester. I think Leeds would be plucky, obviously, you know, probably get that new manager bounce, but I don't necessarily think they'll get enough to, to get anything out of the game. Um, let's go, let's go 2 1 Leicester. Yeah, I'm thinking in around the same. I just think with Leeds, I think, I think they might be a little bit refreshed at the fact that. Bielsa's moved on but I don't think the quality is there to give you the bounce that you need and you're coming up against a Leicester side that's been buoyant by recent results they were going through a bad patch themselves but having Vardy back is huge for them as you said and you know you can't really replace his goal so yeah I think Leicester 2-1 I think it's a fair show yeah um, Aston Villa Southampton yeah this should be a great game to be honest with you this is a game I'm looking forward to I have to say mm. Um, you know, obviously Villa have had a couple of hiccups over the last few weeks and we spoke about it. Um, 
And then obviously they had to change information last week and went with the two up top and the one number 10 like we spoke about. I think Stevie must have been listening to our little uh, podcast. Dropped a like on it. Dropped a like and I think he even put a little comment and said, thanks, Dazzler. But um, yeah, listen, I think Villa Villa have a, a much better idea of how they want to play now, obviously with the two nines and the one ten. Um, and they've still got the likes of, you know, Bailey and uh, Bertrand Traore and um, Buendia to come off the bench. So like, there's, there's a good bit of uh, good bit of firepower there from Villa. <laughs> Um yeah, I, I think I think this could be a good game though. I really do. You know, Southampton are in a great vein of form and stuff like that. They'll have their tails up because they're very, very um been very consistent of, of recent weeks, haven't they? Yeah. Um obviously the FA Cup win again, or Prowse on the score sheet, the boy Brozier that we've spoken about getting a great goal and the left back. I don't know whether you've seen the goal from the left back Perot, did you? Yeah. Excellent. Wow, what a strike. Yeah. Um I think I think I'll go in with a with a score draw here because I find it very hard to separate these two teams. Um, I think Villa probably have slightly better quality, but I think you know, and I've looked at a couple of stats recently. Southampton just work everywhere all over the pitch, just everywhere. You know, they lead the stats in a lot of stuff, um, in a lot of the pressing and stuff like that, and in the high press and everything like that. You know, and they really don't allow teams to get out very much. And I think no, you can no see less, it, no, no less than what you'd expect from Ralph's team, isn't it? Well, I think at times maybe I think at times maybe they don't get enough of a um they don't get enough of a pat on the back for what they're doing, you know, and for how yeah. they're doing it. Mm. Um because to be honest with you, I don't think the squad itself is amazing. Um, yeah. I think that the recruitment has been reasonably good um, given how little they've spent. Yeah. Um, you know, like well, you have to remember is, as well, about eight weeks ago we were talking this guy's job could be in, in danger if you remember when they were on that really bad run, you know. We were thinking Mon Ralph pulled this out of the bag because we're big fans of Ralph, you know. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Well, we know how big a fan we are of Ralph. All right, listen, I've, I've mentioned it before. Mm. I would be I would be I would have absolutely no problem in going into next season with um with Ralph Ranick as as you know, our technical director or whatever his role is, and we Hassan Huddle in charge of United. I have no like, problems at all. Like, like the craze, the Ralphs, the two Ralphs. <laughs> I, and, and I know there's probably United fans sitting at home going, What's this fella talking about? There is far worse choices we could go at. Um, I seen us this morning being linked with uh, Carlo Ancelotti. No thanks, lads. We're about 20 years too late. Don't go near the man. And um, same with Louis van Gaal, same with Jose Mourinho. It's no point getting these lads at the end of their careers. We need to get them at the beginning and the, at the middle and the glory days, you know? Although I have to say, with Ancelotti, he's done a very good job at Real Madrid since he went back in fairness. He has done a good job at Madrid. He has, yeah. but I mean... The, you're looking the, you're looking for something younger, aren't you? Because you're trying to build a platform there for a five to, ten year, a five to ten year project. That's yeah. not Ancelotti. No. I'm going to go... Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say there's going to be goals in this. I'm going to go 2-2 in this. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. 2-2, score draw. Decent score draw. Um, Burnley versus Chelsea. This is going to be interesting on so many levels. A little yeah. bit of upheaval at Chelsea at the moment. We've seen Tuchel the other day flip out in the press conference when constantly being asked about the situation in the Ukraine and Roman and all this kind of thing. And it's, it's unusual because we don't see him. He's normally quite uh, concise in his communication, but he lost it the other day, and it kind of felt for him as well. Like you know what I mean? There was, there was a lot of I can understand there, it, you know? actually. Yeah. I can understand it. You know, like he's there yeah. as manager of a football club. Mm. Politics isn't really his bag, you know. Yeah. And, and and I get you know the links, obviously, and stuff like that. But what can he affect as manager at Chelsea? 
you know, he can't. And, <coughs> and he's got an opportunity there to build something. And I don't really think, you know, yeah. you can blame him for just wanting to keep his mouth shut and, and keep his head down and keep doing his job, you know? I think the difficulty for him is the perception from the players and where the players' minds might be at. And it's trying to motivate them. And we know going to Burnley is a tough place to go, you know what I mean? So, Absolutely. And again, you know, tough place to go, tough pitch. They're going to have the boy, uh, Vic Horst, who's going to try and batter Thiago Silva, I, I would imagine. You're hopefully going to see Cornet and, and McNeil. Now, again, we didn't see a whole lot of it against Leicester. But um, I mean, <coughs> found things difficult during the week away at Luton. This is a very similar sort of a game for me. This is a game that, you know, Chelsea could struggle in for large parts of it, but maybe just fall over the line towards the end. Um, and with that said, I'm going to just, I'm going to go Chelsea 2-1. Uh, 2-1, yeah. Yeah, 2-1. First three out of the traps and we're a green. Spot on together. Um, Newcastle versus Brighton. Brighton have been a little bit kind of, they've drifted back into mediocrity again slightly, haven't they? A little bit, and and you know, obviously the the loss to Villa was wasn't an upset, so yeah. to speak. But it's a it's a tough one for them. They're at home, and they're probably expecting to get something out of it. But I think the big problem with Brighton has been all the draws, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, Absolutely. like you've got to turn in, you got to turn in draws into wins, or you know, and 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 because if you can t- if you can turn two or three of those draws into wins, Mm-mm. all of a sudden you're six or eight points up the league, and you're really looking around at what's beside you rather than looking underneath you thinking, can these boys catch us, you know? Mm. And now listen, I think they're safe. And we've, we've spoken obviously about Graham Potter. We know how good he is. Um, he's doing a fabulous job there. I think they also look tired, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. And I know he's, he's a man that likes stuff done a certain way. And I feel like they look a little bit tired and he could possibly deal with maybe refreshing a couple of those lads in the summer. You know, I think if I look at it, I know there's no Irish fans going to really, you know, pat me on the back for this one. If we could probably do a playing in the championship. Um, yeah, I think I think the style of play they're playing, they play a very fast style of play. And yeah. that kind of mileage catches up on you after a while, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. when you see the way they play, they play that kind of box-to-box style, don't they? And it's very, very strong in terms of the way they play. But they, they put it in for 90 minutes as well, you know, which is very hard to oh, do. You know, even the top and I was going to add I was gonna add Danny Welbeck into that. Yeah. You know, he, Danny's looking like he just needs to play games in the championship and score 10 to 15 and take his paycheck and yeah. tiddle off home because... You know, soon, he's had a tough season as well. He's been out with injury and various things and stuff like that. But that, that's has, no but, he's always, but you're spot on in what you're saying. Yeah. He's always failed to get the ball yeah. really rolling anywhere has been, you know. You've seen glimpses at United, glimpses at Arsenal, glimpses here, glimpses there, but he never <laughs> really, you know, took off the way we expected him to. Um, and I think, you know, guys like Duffy and, and Welbeck are taking spots in the squad that may be younger, yeah. you know, better players with, with, with it. With, with a future ahead of them could be looking at, you know, and I just don't like to see that at a club, you know? Yeah, absolutely. What do you got? And what about Newcastle? I'm sure their Newcastle. owners are probably thinking if we only had a wait at six months. Possibly. Possibly not. Maybe you they know. Not, maybe they have a cousin somewhere who would be interested in Chelsea. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, mm. but listen, Newcastle are on a rich vein of form, aren't they? Yeah. 
they've yeah. they're, they're flying high without necessarily you know putting glosses on performance they're just ticking away nicely yeah. picking up wins keeping things much tighter at the back by the way under Eddie Howe yeah. really Joe, really Joe Linton is like a new player isn't he Joe Linton I don't know he if you've seen him he, he was is. a guy who at the start of the season I thought was absolute pony he's proved me wrong I put my hand up last three to four what? weeks he's been exceptional he well, listen he was he got man of the match I'm pretty sure tonight we played them as well um, but he they've changed his role significantly. You know, he's yeah. gone into a three in midfield here, and he can affect the game way more often. And he's got he seems to have a great engine on him because he's yeah. up and down, up and down. Yeah. And you're just looking at this guy going, he's really reinvented himself here, and he's you know he's a vital member of that squad now. Yeah, he, um, it's taken Eddie Howe a bit of time, but he's got there, hasn't he? He's figured he has, it out. Yeah, he? absolutely. Taken a bit of time, but I mean, when you see like changing the style there of Joe Linton and his position and stuff like that, now Joe Linton sees the game in front of him, so he can influence it a lot more. Yeah, and that that's hats off to Eddie Howe. You know, that's Eddie Howe book one hundred and one, isn't it? Yeah, you know, absolutely. He's done great, and obviously, he's getting a really good chill now. The boy Ryan Fraser. Yes. We had the little falling out with a Bournemouth because obviously Fraser didn't want to complete the season the year that COVID dropped yeah. because he was afraid of getting injured because he was going to be a free agent. Mm. So we kind of thought there might be words when when How got the gig. I'd say Fraser himself was looking at it going, oh, I could do without this, but... I'd say, Eddie re- I'd say Eddie recognised that he was short of troops on the ground and he probably brought him in. They had a head-to-head and they sorted it out and said, listen, we need to push forward in this situation. And, and he and would be good that way as a man-manager as well. You know what I mean? He's been excellent. He really yeah. has the boy Fraser, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so was, and just to mention him actually, and he'd be going back to his old stomping ground this weekend, the boy Dan Bourne has been unbelievable for Newcastle. Yeah. Been sure. unbelievable. You called that. You called that right from the beginning that he was going to be full of aggro and well up for it. I don't know if you've yeah. seen him last week getting stuck in. He was. You see him. He nearly ended up in a couple of punch ups at one stage. He's he's you know a Newcastle mean? boy, born and bred. You yeah. know, this is like going town, going home to your, going back to your hometown club. You can see the guy is like you know he's already a monster at six foot five or six foot six, whatever size yeah. he is, and he looks like he's even grown a couple of inches and the chest is sticking out a little yeah. bit. You just think, yeah. as a Newcastle fan. That's absolutely what I want to see, you know, and that's how I want my jersey represented. It's the goil and the bite they've been missing. It's the goil and the bite that they've been missing. Yeah. Um. What are you going this Newcastle? Gonna go, I'm, no, I'm gonna go one one. I'm gonna go Newcastle win two one. Okay. Um. As you said, I'm worried about the fatigue in Brighton, and they haven't really been performing at the level that we would expect. So, and I think Newcastle are on that pump at the moment. I know they lost Trippier and stuff like that, but there's a number of players there now fitting in nicely and they've a bit about them. Even the boy Shelby in midfield is looking the part now. He's starting to move. There's a release there for him and stuff like that, you know? So I'm impressed with him as well recently. I, I've been really unimpressed, actually, should I say, with the boy Tarek Lamptey. Yes. Um, who we've spoken about numerous times and about, you know, how big of a future and stuff to get this kid has. But I suppose in re- recent weeks, he's been in and out of the side mm. since he came back from injury. But even when he's playing, he's been the last very time I seen him, Did he have a good game against Chelsea the last time I've seen him? That must be, that must be what, five, six weeks ago, I think, is it? At least. He played well. He was he was torturing Chelsea on the wing there for a while. Um, yeah, it's, in that game. probably the last time he had a decent game, actually, if the yeah. truth be known. Mm. Um, you know, I think the boy Cucarella on the other side does a great job week in, week out. He's yeah. one of them solid lads every week, seven, every week, seven, you know. Yeah. But Lamptey is just, it's dipped off a little bit for me. And, and, and I really want to see him return to form. So so I'm hoping we get that this weekend. 
Let's see. I'll go Newcastle 2-1 anyway. Let's see. Can the Geordies keep it going? Um, Norwich versus Brentford. This is a, a pivotal game, isn't it, in our bottom-of-the-table situation? Absolutely. Um, Norwich can't buy a goal, although they got one against Liverpool. Well, they Oop. did, and, and, and that was with an awful lot of changes as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the boy, once the boy Sargent came on and Henderson went off for Tyler Morton, I think it changed the whole dynamic of the game. We kind of gave up our midfield a little bit, and when Sargent comes on, he's kind of influential that way, you know? He's a, he's a smashing little player, I have to say. Yeah. really, really is. Puts a great shift in. You know, like I expect to see probably, we'll probably see 11 changes for Norwich, I would imagine, from what went out the other night. Um, you know, it was very much their second side. Um, and I think when we when we see the changes, I think it'll really reinvigorate them this weekend. And I think they'd have the heavy pencil under this one. And they'd yeah. be thinking, if we have any chance of staying in this league need three points out of this one Ren for that home is 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 exactly where we need to pick up these points and and to be honest with you I don't think Brentford you know I think if 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 Norwich play the way they can I don't think Brentford will live with them for too long because Brentford have been very very poor recently yeah again the kind of the whole the whole start of the season kind of pittered out for them didn't it and they've been on a yeah. poor run and Ivan Tony's been pretty poor um Christian Eriksen kind of hasn't come in yet. I think he's had one substitution appearance or something like that. Um, but it's yeah, I think for Brentford they've lost their they've lost their mojo somewhat, so so to speak. But then I look at Norwich as well, and I think like where are the goals going to come from? I know they've scored one or two, but the likes of Pukki up front is disastrous. I think like I think he's a passenger. Oh, he is, and 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 you know, you wouldn't have looked at it at the start of the season and thought the boy Adam Eder was going to be a massive miss for them, yeah. but he absolutely is. His work rate is phenomenal. He obviously got the score sheet a couple of weeks ago and started to get the confidence up and stuff. But I actually think he's a smashing footballer, the kid. I really, really do. Mm. I think for a guy who's not scoring enough goals yet as a striker, his all round play is yeah, his unbelievable. Assists, his are good, yeah, and he has an eye for it, doesn't he? Yeah, but I mean, like he's even able to, he's even able to, you know, keep two centre backs busy and, and and try and create space around yeah. them for for the wide players and stuff like that. I love that. when he, I love he, when he runs the ball into the channels and he drags players away and stuff like that. Where I think with Pookie, he's just so one dimensional. It's just pick up the ball, put the head down. He doesn't even look at the goal and he shoots and the ball no. is in the car park. Like it's it's madness. Like. Absolutely, it's madness. it's madness to think that he could be a centre forward in a Premier League side, regardless of your position in the table. He's I so think off. I think you're pro- you're probably going to see him five or six times in the next ten games, and that'll be him done as a Premier League player, won't it? I would have thought so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are you going for here? One one. I'm going two one Norwich. Two one Norwich. Yeah, I think Smith has done a decent job since he's gone in there. I like mm. the boy Sergeant. Um, the boy Rashka is not a bad footballer. Um, there's a couple of decent they've got the they obviously got Max Aarons and Brandon Williams on the wings and stuff like that As the full backs they'll, they'll do all right Norwich I think they'll I think they'll beat Brentford yeah I think I'm not sure where Rashika did he get did he get a knock last night he came off in the Liverpool game didn't he he did get he's a, a knock very, he's an influential player for them yeah he is he I, think it, I think it was is as much about making sure the knock didn't turn anything into anything more severe but okay for the weekend then yeah, yeah I think so yeah, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. I just, I, I don't know. The, the thoughts on Norwich scoring two goals in the game. <laughs> you know, it's just, for me, it's a stretch, but could happen. Um, Wolves versus Palace. 
Another good game of football, isn't it? Cracking game. We're in for a festival Another this weekend. Like, like when you think about, you know, like Newcastle Brighton's gonna be a good game. Leeds and Leicester should be a good game. Southampton and Villa, good game. Great weekend of football. Palace and Wolves, another good game. I'm glad I'm not in the last man standing because uh, a couple of these games are tough to call, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, listen. Um, Wolves are home, looking to pick up points and trying to stay in touch with that top four, you know? Um, I suppose on the other side of it, um, Palace Palace go from a good performance to a bad performance, from a good one to a, They maybe haven't just got the consistency I'd like to see from them. Although it, the consistency for me seems to be in the results rather than the performances. Yeah, I think at times they've played well, but they just haven't been able to put that final touch to it. So ha, at times it's flattered to deceive. Yeah. And I think I think at times I think I think we've seen it was it last week or something where it clicked and they started scoring some goals and they looked Absolutely. really good. And I think yeah. if they can bring that form, plus they should be buoyed by their draw in the FA Cup as well. You know, they got a good draw in the FA Cup there as well. Absolutely, they did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but Wolves isn't, isn't an easy place to go to. No. But Wolves, Wolves the other night as well, we both spoke about it. They looked a bit tired, didn't they? Yeah, I think he, um, Bruno Larga, he's done a great job. Yeah. But I think week to week, you could pick that team every week. He makes little or no changes at times. Mm. And I think maybe, you know, with the likes of Moutinho and stuff like that, I know sometimes he changes him out for the Donker or they'll play yeah. three in midfield maybe to make life a bit easier. But I do think there's a it's a very small squad they're working with there. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just think maybe that's catching up with them a little bit. Uh, I, th- I think they're being very impressive, Bruno has, in terms of maintaining their position there and keeping them competitive, considering they lost Neto for most of the season and also Adama Traore's gone off to Barcelona. And we know that Jimenez was, wasn't really firing most of the season. Oh, yeah. Um, and Matinho in midfield was out injured for a while as well. So I, th- I think he's done an excellent job there. Oh, he's done a, he's done massive a, players he's, for him. He's yeah. done, he's really, really done a fantastic job. He has, you know, and I like Nevis was out as well, wasn't he? Nevis missed a couple of weeks as well, didn't he? Missed four or five missed, weeks. Oh, he definitely didn't miss that much. I thought he missed four weeks and did he not come back? Was he not back then for the United game or something? No, like he that? played the weeks before that. Oh, did he? Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but listen, he's done smashing. I just think yeah. again, they look like a team that 10 games from the end of the season yeah. they're going, we're safe. Unless we pull an absolute rabbit out of our arse, we're not getting the Champions League spot. Yeah. You know, and, and this is getting tougher and tougher week on week because he's playing less and less players, you know, because he, he feels like he's in it uh, <coughs> to a degree. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think this will be close. And I'm going to go Wolves 2 1. I'm going to go to Flip. I'm going to go Palace 2 1. Okay. I think Palace will be boiled by their performance last week. Should we? I think. Should we all run and back the draw now? There's a few draws in there this week, isn't there? There's absolutely, you know, three draws, big money. People will have to tune into our beat the bookie episode to see what comes out of that. It's going to be very, very interesting. Um, Indeed. I'll give you a little teaser. Um, Willock is mentioned in one of the bets for Newcastle. So there you go. There's a little teaser for you. Um, the 5.30 Saturday evening we couldn't pick a better one Liverpool versus West Ham title race on baby yeah um, listen Liverpool have just been going through the gears recently haven't 
Please don't put the mockers on this like last time now. Obviously, they send out the you know the second team against against Norwich and still get the job done, you know, and manage to give a lot of the lads a break and stuff like that. I actually think this will be. I think Liverpool will have it in their nose for West Ham after the last time. Mm. I really do. I know West Ham have just kind of come back to life for a couple of couple of uh, performances and results, let's say. But I see this being, again, another really, really tough day for the Hammers. Yeah. Um, I think anyone going to Anfield at the minute is going to find life very, very difficult. Good goalkeeper, solid back four. You know, up top, they're unbelievable. Like, it's only really in that midfield you could get at them. But that's all dependent on the personnel. Like, if, if Fabinho and Thiago play, it's going to be pretty... It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Liverpool all day long. It's only if maybe you see Henderson or Kate that I feel like West Ham could get a foothold in there. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, Moyes will have them fired up as well. I mean, they're in a they're still banging a top four race as well. Um, but I and Moyes going back to Merseyside as well. You know, don't oh, forget he's influential on it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Ex ex United Neverton manager, he should get a good welcome anyway. I did, a, I did a match reaction for the Norwich game last night, and it was interesting. Um, when we talk about how we played our you know, like our second team, if you like. Mm-hmm. I looked at a stat there for Minamino, Takumi Minamino. He's our seventh choice striker and he has 10 goals this season. He's averaging a goal every 84 minutes, which is basically a goal a game. It's interesting, isn't it? For our seventh choice seventh. striker. Yeah. So who have we got? We got uh, Divock, Firmino, Diaz, Mane, Jota and Salah. Yeah. Oi. It's mad, isn't it? Isn't it mad? The light be saying Anthony Martial to Sevilla now. We're <laughs> screaming for a guy to score goals. Like. Yeah, that's mad. But you know, sometimes when you listen to fans and stuff like that and, and people, they vilify Minamino in terms of like, oh, this guy kind of thing. You know what I mean? He'd, well, like, I, listen. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of his goals have been in the Cups and again, yeah, sometimes in fair can, opposition. But you, know, you still have to score. Still have yeah, to score. You know, that's not down to him. Like, if the gaffer yeah. doesn't pick in the league games, it's very hard to score on no. Yeah, true. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Like, and we don't know what his, we don't know what his goal ratio would be like had he played in the league. Because you have to remember again, at times when he goes into those cup cup games, he's playing in a much depleted side and he's still scoring goals. Yeah, I just like the look of him as well. He's a right little poacher, isn't he? Have you seen his goals last night against Norwich? Like he's just Did see his goals. Yeah, he's just hovering around that six yard box waiting on a sniff of blood, isn't he? Yeah, he reminds me a bit like Avani, but not heading the ball. Just on the feet, but just pouting. And I love the Rigi's footwork last night for a big lad to get the ball out from under his feet to Minamino for the first goal. I, I like Rigi. I know we've mentioned it before. I can't see him staying with Liverpool past the summer. I really can't. I just think he needs to play games, this kid. Because he's he's whittling away there in the wind, you know, mm. unfortunately. Yeah. And, and and that's not to say he's not picking up a good wage check and he's not picking up, you know, trophies left, right and centre. But I just think when you're, when you're his age, You've got to start playing football matches. It's amazing though, isn't it? Klopp seems to find a way of keeping people happy. Strange, isn't it? Because they, you, you, like, you never hear anyone coming out saying Listen, they want to go. We've we seen it for that. years at United, didn't we? Yeah. You know, like at one stage, we, you know, we'd strikers to beat the band. We'd call York, sharing himself share. They all played on rotation. They all got 20 a season and you were just going, how's he doing this? Yeah. And it didn't matter who we put in at what stage. They would always step up and take the opportunity. Well, you know what helps it? If you remember, United back then would always be fighting on four fronts as well. So there was always yeah. plenty of games. Plenty of games. And that's Absolutely. what made the difference. Um, 
What are you doing? Now we amongst our fans. How times have changed. Hey, that's the way it is, you know. The circle, the circle of football doesn't belong coming around. What are you thinking of this one? 3 1 Liverpool? Um, yeah, 3 1's all right. Yeah, I'll go 3 1. Obviously, Lewis Diaz bang. Sunday, Watford versus Arsenal. Again, another huge game. Yeah, I suppose Arsenal really got out of jail in that Wolves game, didn't he? Unbelievable. You're kind of looking at that and you're thinking, Jesus, I don't like to look at this at all. Because um, obviously, with minutes left, I was thinking, great, this is three massive points they're dropping for us. Yeah. Then they get the equalizer and you're thinking, all right, they're still dropping a couple. Then they scored the winner and you're just thinking, right, where's the whiskey? Um, you know, always drink responsibly. But um, it was just, it was tough to take, I have to say. And and looking, obviously, at Arsenal, they do seem to be gaining in a little bit of confidence. They do seem to be gaining in a little bit of belief, mm. which I'll see Mikel Arteta has kind of instilled in them. I still feel, and I'll say it again, because I've said it every week, I still feel at times they're going to be shorter goals. Now, I know they managed to get out of the jail against Wolves, but I don't feel like they're going to manage to do that every week because I think they're heavily reliant on their midfielders for goals. And certainly not with, with Lacazette. Certainly not with Lacazette. No, you know, so with, with, with the... They're looking to share the goals around in between them. And if a couple of players have an off day, all of a sudden they don't fire on the cylinders and, and there's no goals gone in. Yeah, and I think that, that that talk of you saying they're sharing the goals around, I don't think it's by design. It's, 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 it's kind of by no. default. Absolutely. More so than design, you know what I mean? Because they do have... Yeah. They do have guys up there, but the likes of like no, you've enemies. seen you've seen Saka and Smith Rowe and Odegaard all get on the score sheet recently, and um, maybe Martinelli before he got injured and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and Lacazette obviously pops up at the winner the other night. And you're just going, chase of all the people like Lacazette. That's what I was thinking. If I was a Wolves player, thinking not only did we burst it away, but we burst away to Lacazette, who's a guy who just hasn't been in form at all. Like. No, no. Yeah. Um, Watford, listen, they'll be buoyed by the. The result they got at Old Trafford last week, but they should have been on the end of an absolute hiding, really. Yeah. You know, 22 attempts at goal, three on target. Um, Foster made a couple of saves, but he wasn't tested to the degree that he should have been. Uh, I can't see them being as bad this week as they were last week. And, and I see them creating more than maybe they created against us. I know Arsenal have been quite good this season at the back and stuff like that, but we're feeling Watford could get on the score sheet this weekend. And, and if they do, that's going to make the game a little more difficult for Arsenal. Um, in in hope, more than anything, I'm going to go 1-1. I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal because I think Arsenal have to lay down a marker. This is probably their last kind of, what would you call it, easy fixture. If you look at their games in hand, I think their game in hands are against what Spurs, yourselves and us. I think it is, as far as I know. I think it's Spurs ourselves most, or it could be, it could be Spurs ourselves and Chelsea or something. Spurs, I don't know, but they're tough games. They're three games in hand that you're looking at and you're going, now if you get five points out of that, you'd be really well, happy. Thankfully, yous will beat them and we'll beat them. You know, but yeah. so I don't think Spurs will do us any favours, will they? I wouldn't thought so based on that FA Cup performance. Anyway, those boys looking like, uh, I don't know, Harry Kane staring into another trophy cabinet empty again for another season. Not good, you know? Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to go two one Arsenal. I think they have to keep the heat on, and this is this is a fixture where they have to do it. They would expect to win and get three points out of this. I think they are boiled by the results lately. Um, I think as you said at the back, they're very strong. I think Ramsdale and goals has been a revelation. Um, yeah. and and I think you know something, the likes of Smith Rowe and stuff like that. He's probably due a couple of goals at this stage. And um, part day be back in there. I'd imagine and Shaq and also. We'll see what happens. Just letting the mask cut out there. So after coming in, and say hello. Um, so yeah, two one Arsenal. Um, massive fixture. Four thirty. We're going to be doing a preview for this. The Manchester Derby, City versus United. I'm going to go on the flip on this. I have a sneaky feeling about United in this one. Um, listen, it would be an unbelievable result, not only for you guys, but for us. Um, we've flattered to deceive a little bit recently. You know, a lot of the play has been very, very good, but we haven't maybe had the substance of goals to add to that. Great result away in Atletico. You think we'll keep that moving and then you've Watford and, you know, you've 22 attempts, three on target and you're out of there after dropping two points and you're just thinking... Something's got to change here. Um, I see he's going. Well, I see. I, I read earlier on that he's going to go in with Ronaldo again, and I just feel like it's so so difficult when we're going into games with Ronaldo. We really are at a disadvantage. You know, it's it's almost like playing with ten men. You're just hoping he crops up with a header, with a penalty, with a free kick, with something, with with one of those moments that can give you something. Because other than those moments, maybe he's not giving you enough over the course of a game to warrant the spot in the team. Um, City, City again, have have just been kind of taken over in performances, haven't they? Um, this season, been, more so than any other season, they've been offering up chances as well, though. That's the only thing. A lot of teams yeah. have had a lot of chances against them, but they just necessarily haven't taken their chances. Now, I know City are creating bundles of chances as well and not necessarily putting them away. Um and I think we we actually we spoke at the start of the season about how this could cost City in the end, mm. about how not having that number nine, that Harry Kane, that that's somebody that can knit it all together and just get you 20, 30 goals and finish the whole thing off. Yeah. Be the cherry on top of that cake. Because in fairness, they, they've been pretty sublime most season. It's only in the last oh, four to five listen, weeks it's gone a little bit iffy, a little they've bit. Been, edgy, they've been know? unbelievable. They really have, you know. Yeah. Um, and and they can do it to anyone on their day. Because yeah. even do, even even the one nils and the two ones, they've been in such control of the games. Yes, you know what I mean. It's not like it was yeah. two one and they were, and we were pushing to get out of there, on. clinging no, no, on. No. The, the two one could have been six one and it wouldn't have flattered. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, I suppose like I'd love to think we could get something out of Sunday, and um, an awful lot will rely on what team we go in with. If I'm honest. Sets up beautifully it, for Pogba, doesn't it? Has to set yeah, up for Pogba. My, my worry's not Pogba. Like, you know, my worry is, does Maguire come back in? Um, Like, obviously, we play against Wofford. The two lads at the back were very solid. Wofford barely had a kick for the game. Um, Lindelof and, and Varane were excellent. Um, you know, and, and you just think that we looked very good in, in control there. Um. Obviously, we were missing McTominay and his kind of bite and drive in the midfield there, which will be good to have him back, hopefully, on Sunday. Um, 
and then it's it's up to it's up to Sancho and Alanga to really try and get at those fullbacks. You know, I'd imagine it's going to be Kyle Walker on the right and Cancelo on the left. Yeah. Um, you know. Bruno, gonna, Bruno's probably going to be a bit more defensive, isn't he? Because he's going to have to get into that midfield mix-up, isn't he? You're going to yeah, need his boy will. and his goal in there, aren't you? Yeah, you will, you know. But I, I still think he'll he'll be our guy to press. I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe Ronaldo drop slightly deeper, you know, mm. um, and let Bruno press because Ronaldo typically doesn't press very, very well. Whereas I think if we're going to want to press as high as we can, it has to be Bruno that goes. And, and maybe even, you know, again, we might see Bruno and Fred rather than Bruno and Pogba. Mm. Um, because again, it's Fred's legs. That's why you have him in there. It's that press, you know. And um, you think Pogba may be coming on at 55, 60 minutes or something like that? I think Pogba coming in to try and, you know, try and get involved when we're at the nitty gritty end when lads start to drop off a little bit and chances can be mm. created. And, you know, because we know at times like Pogba can be just so sublime and at other times, He's so frustrating. I think I don't want the game to go past him like that. I want to see, want to see him, you know, create and maybe even get on the score sheet and stuff like that. So, oh, personally speaking, I'd be going in with McTominay, Fred, and Bruno, and obviously I'd be going in then in front of them with Ronaldo and Sancho and uh, Alanga, you know, which would leave Pogba off the bench, maybe Rashford off the bench, um, and and trying to keep things as tight as we can for as long as we can, and and, and try and nick it. Yeah, I'm just kind of it's it's it, it's a torn heart for me there when you think about it. You know what I mean? But I, I do think I do think Pogba could have a lot of influence on this game, um, and I hope he does. I hope I hope United get something out of it, which is not often you hear from me at times. Um, I just want the whole title race to tighten up, and I think if we can get ahead, if we can beat West Ham, lay down a marker, and bring it back to three. And then you boys maybe do a number on them or get a dry over or something like that. That'll certainly make things very, very tasty well before going to the Etihad yeah, for us. Um, I'm going to go United 2-1. I just have a feeling about it. I just have a feeling about Pogba and Ronaldo and Bruno and guys that I just think they have to show up. They have to show up. If they want a top four, they have to show up. And it's fundamental that they get top four. Listen, I hope you're, you're right. I don't necessarily agree with your optimism or, you know, your but reasoning. You've David De Gea in there as well. David De Gea is like, he, he's like, he nearly gives you like a goal head start with his shots. We do, we, like yeah, but that's only, that's only if you can score goals, you know, and that's been the issue. Mm. Um, I mean, hitting the target's been an issue, never mind but scoring. Don't, but don't you find when you get into those matches where you're against, you know, the top four or the top six, it tends to be a little bit more clinical. You won't create as many chances, but the ones that you create, you'll generally get them on target because you know you'll only get a number of chances. So you're, you're I don't know, are you more in tune with it at times and stuff like that? Hopefully that's the case. Hopefully, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd love to see us get something out. I think we need something out of it. Yeah, well, I'm just sort of thinking in a game, you might create 12, 13, 14 chances. I'm thinking in this game against City, you might only create six or seven. But of those six or seven, you might get four on target. And of those four, could you put two away, potentially? You know? Wishful thinking, Noel. 2-1 City. You're going 2-1 City. Still a very tight game. Interesting. Listen, I think it could be very, very tight going into the last few minutes. Um, I just think the way City are just able to always get over the line. You look at last week with Foden, 
You look at, you know, Rodri uh, at the Etihad or at uh, the Emirates. Mm. Just think they all oh, they they mirror what United side so used to do under Fergie, yeah, which was they, just but they were gifted, great. they were gifted at the Emirates, weren't they? Really, I mean, I know the bit of stupidity from Arsenal as well, but Arsenal were playing them off the park at one stage, they you know were. I mean? but and then again, you look at Spurs, they, look at what Spurs did to them. That's the that's the sign of a good team, a team that yeah. gets battered and gets out with a victory, yeah. And and I think they'll, I think they'll get out with a victory on Sunday, interesting. I hope not because I'm running out of opportunities there for big games for them to drop points and I don't necessarily want to come down to us at the Etihad alone. It, it might not be the biggest game that gets them to drop the points. You know, it might be someone smaller than you think. And, and as so as often, we say with Spurs. You know, little, little <laughs> the team smaller like teams. <laughs> causing the most trouble. We round out Monday night Tottenham versus Everton. Yeah, this is such a big game for both of these clubs. It really, really is. Mm. Um, Spurs have been on, off, on, off. Everton have been off. And, you know, obviously this is this is going to be big for Frank going back to London. With. It's a must win for Spurs, isn't it? I don't know. Like, I think it's a must win for... Well, it's listen, it's obviously a must win for Spurs, but yeah. I think it's as much of a must win for Everton looking at their precarious position in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it really is. Again, I think I'm not sure whether the system at Spurs is suiting Spurs at the minute. This was one of my red flags with Conte when he was possibly being linked with the United job, going with the three centre backs and the uh, and the two in midfield. You know, it's quite defensive minded, isn't it? Really is. Yeah, but that, I mean that that would be his way. But I mean, look, I mean he did a number on City. You know what I mean? So it's just, and I know we turn around, we go right, and then they go to Burnley or whatever it is, and it's so Spursy in the way that they do things. You know what I mean? It's what we they, expect. Yeah, exactly. So you've got the Burnley result, and then you've got because listen, let's not forget what happened to them in the FA Cup during the week, and yeah. it was only towards the end of the night. I was actually working late, and I logged onto the live score to have a little look, and I saw what was happening, and I said, "Oh, maybe he's got a a depleted side." No. No, he, he had full side. He had full side. He had a yeah. Premier League eleven yeah. and they and they really, really struggled. And obviously, in the end, we seen him getting dumped out. <coughs> um, you know, so yeah. Listen, I don't think this is a foregone conclusion, but I think it'll be a battle. Mm. I really, really do. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Everton show up on Monday night. I think they have to. And I think this is the kind of game where Frank could get them up for going in against Spurs and Conte. You know. Mm. Um, and and that's that's a big show because like you know everything have been so so poor lately. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one Three one Everton. Two one Everton. Two one Everton. I'm gonna go three one Spurs. Um, I know this whole Spursy thing and stuff like that now, but I think with Conte, I think. I think it's kind of good game, bad game, like what you said, good game, bad game. So they'll probably do a good game. Um, I think if they've any aspirations of staying in a top four race, I think this is one they have to put to bed. Because I don't know, we're playing Arsenal. I don't know whether they're getting out and out of the Arsenal game. I think Arsenal might have a little bit too much of them in terms of, I don't know, just, you know, Arsenal tend to just show up against Spurs. And they've they also the end of the month as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, so this is these these games, the games against the likes of Everton and stuff like that. These are the games where now we could say last week's game is where they should be picking up the points as well, and especially on the back of a great win against Man City. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go three one Spurs. See, see, get them. I'm really enjoying that top four race. I hope it just keeps on condensing down and looks really good. You know, um, well, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Match week twenty. As always, brother. As always, ten ten match ten games to go after this one. Yeah, and I think some of them are um, double game weeks, aren't they? So, you know, we might only have eight shows, maybe something like that. Yeah, season's flying down at the moment, isn't it? It's really crescendoing into a fantastic end to the season for a lot this of people at the moment. This is the, the kind of time I like to get going to matches myself, mm. just because I feel like there's a little more on the table, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I've uh, two visits now coming up recent, or in the in the near future. That's right, Atletico. That'll be a good Atletico one. and uh, Leicester. When's Atletico? That's two weeks, isn't it? Atletico's the fifteenth of March and Leicester is the first of April. Two days before Paddy's Day, huh? <laughs> nice. Well, until next time, folks. Thanks for viewing and drop your predictions down in the comments there. Let us know what you think. And of course, if you put some decent predictions in there, you might even find yourself on the end of a shirt or a hat or a mug. So always drop your predictions in there and we'll let you know how you did. I'm not getting my mug. No, no. I, look no, I think no, my mug looks all right tonight. Your mug looks well tonight. I'm quite pale because I'm feeling under the weather, but you look pretty good there. You look like you're only back from Spain and I look like I could do it two weeks there. Must next... high, it must be high blood pressure or something I have, Pat, because it's bald to get where I am. <laughs> well, I'm looking at the moment like a vampire, like I've no blood pressure in me at all. <laughs> Until next time. Chat to you soon, Thank buddy. You.